Hey everybody, this is Dr. Sam Byrne, and I'd like to welcome you to another iClarity podcast. This is a show that offers cutting-edge information on holistic eye care and wellness, and we've got a lot of questions. I want to get to them, so why don't we just jump in? This first question is from Dee, and she asks, hello, I'm wondering... Is there a set of exercises you recommend for someone like me who has multiple conditions? I have dry eye syndrome, floaters, red eyes, astigmatism, and myopia. And I wonder if doing everything suggested each day for each exercise would be a bit too much for me to get into the habit of doing. Well, Dee, thank you so much for the question. And, you know, most of my community... They suffer multiple conditions, and sometimes it gets to be a little confusing. What do we do? Where do we start? So I'm going to give you a roadmap on some things to think about in terms of helping your eyes. And I'm going to start with this premise that, you know, with most eye conditions, there's been some underlying chronic imbalance probably behind the scenes for a long time. And it just so happens that your, your eyes are no longer able to overcome the lack of um, nourishment, oxygenation, hydration. And so this is where the eye tissue begins to disintegrate, that there's a deterioration that surprisingly looks like it's just surfaced, but it's been there for a long time. So I'm going to start in the uh, micro and then move to the macro. So in terms of the micro, you know, in this particular situation where you've got, you know, four or five things going on, I start with the refractive error, the, the prescription that you have. So if you're nearsighted or farsighted, this is probably a place where I would start with the eye exercises and I would start taking your lenses off in non-threatening and non-demanding situations and begin the exercises, so in this particular case, in the myopia arena. Myopia is probably the deepest pattern that's going on and that we know that myopia is about constriction, contraction in the eye tissue and that when you start, you know, doing these exercises, you are uh, confronting the deep habit patterns that created the prescription in the first place. So this creates kind of an, uh, an emotional, psychological, energetic uh, set of release valves that are going to start to occur. And you may notice flashes of clarity as you start doing the exercises for the myopia. Now, coupling that with increasing your nutrients, either by changing your diet, um, adding more antioxidants, eating more of a plant-based diet, anti-inflammatory foods, increasing your fats and oils, specifically targeting uh, things like um, more fats and oils for the cornea, um, lutein, zeaxanthin for the macula, and the retina, um, MSM eye drops for collagen health, so that helps 
both the cornea, the lens of the eye, the vitreous, and even the retina. Uh, that, you know, in this particular uh, constellation, adding the nutrients with the eye exercises for the refractive error probably begins to uh, reduce the red eyes, the dry eyes, the floaters, and your visual system starts to expand and improve because you're working on a core issue which has to do with the nearsightedness or the farsightedness. But it's that combination of the eye exercise program with increasing your nutrients, increasing your, your dietary absorption, reducing inflammation, reducing stress, getting better sleep. So it's a lifestyle change. You know, I've spoken about this before, that if you're going to come into my program, that it's going to take more time than, say, the allopathic approach, which is symptom-based. But by doing the, the deep-level changes on the macro, which is, you know, paying attention to getting more sleep, doing stress reduction things every day, getting 30 minutes of aerobic exercise every day, getting out into the natural sunlight, uh, every day as well, and changing your diet. Those are the macro things. And then the micro things would be the eye exercises. And, you know, with your situation, and this goes for those of you that have, have asked this question, start with your refractive error and then go from there. So I hope that's helpful. Keep in touch, okay? And thanks so much for the question. Okay, this next question is from Lee, and she's asking about her husband. She says that he has these little pellets or pallets or bumps on the corner on one of his eyelids. And he went to the eye doctor who gave him a steroid shot in that area, and it went away, but now these bumps have returned. And she goes on, we really try to do holistic things, but we have not met a holistic eye person around us. Is there something he should do internally to try and clear this up? Well, Lee, thank you so much for the question. And yes, you know, steroids are basically a symptom approach that work in the moment, but they're not really dealing with the causative factors. So if you've got bumps in the corner on one of your eyelids, you probably have some congestion going on in the, the glands, um, that are around the eyelids, uh, so it's created some kind of a congestion or an energy, uh, a lack of energy that's flowing there. There could be some secondary inflammation uh, going on as well, and this could also be due to visual stress. So we're going to go through the list and check off, check off the boxes in terms of things that you can do. So first of all, I think that you recognize that steroids are not the answer. And I would consider uh, doing some compresses, some hot compresses and cold compresses or cool compresses using uh, an herb called eyebright. And eyebright um, has been found to actually help remove congestion in the eyes. So what you do is you go to the health food store and you get some loose eyebright tea you brew it up. While it's still on the warm side, take a warm wa uh, compress or washcloth and place it over that area uh, and go as high as you can in terms of the temperature. So warm, 
you know, you don't want to be scalding hot, but you want to be warm so that you can begin to maybe dilate some of the, the bumps there. Um, and you can use warm compresses, and then you can also put the tea in the refrigerator and use a cool compress. So by rocking warm, cold, warm, cold, this is a way that you can begin to uh, break loose of the, blump, the bumps and create more energy flow. I would get some MSM eye drops and I would start using them as the eye massage and massage them in that area. Remember, MSM helps moisturize. It's anti-inflammatory. It's great for collagen health. Um, so the MSM in the eye massage would be really good. Another eye drop you could use would be Similiacin, which is an over-the-counter homeopathic eye drop. Again, you can use that as the eye massage. On my web website, if you type in MSM eye massage, you'll see how to do that. So those would be the eye drops that I would start with. Um, I would also do my eye exercises. There's something called the N-Palm Hum. Uh, the animal eye chart would be very good, so you're working with eye stretch. Um, and I would also do the eye massage a few times a day um, with the eye drops and the uh, compresses. So doing those things on an external eye level will uh, reap some benefits for you. Now you asked about internally. Well, obviously, you know, doing something like a cleanse or a, um, you know, a, a toxic release could be helpful. This is where working with a naturopathic doctor, an acupuncturist, a functional medicine doctor uh, could be helpful in terms of guiding you in doing some kind of a cleanse. Uh, you know, we know that in Chinese medicine, the liver rules the eyes. We also know that uh, the lymph is very connected to the eyes. So getting some um, lymph drainage, lymph massage, uh, you know, doing those kinds of things, craniosacral therapy. So getting some manual therapy, possibly with some acupuncture, and you don't have to put the acupuncture needles near the eyes, but this could be a way that you could begin to, to move the energy, the chi stagnation that's occurred uh, in the eyelid area. Visual stress is another part of it. So how much digital time is your husband doing? Is he using blue blocking lenses? Is he using a progressive lens or just a single vision lens? We don't want him to use a progressive lens. We want him to use blue blocking lenses. Um, you know, so he needs to reduce his visual stress quite a bit. This is from the eye exercises uh, piece of it. So eye massage, uh, eye compresses, eye exercises, uh, perhaps acupuncture and some craniosacral or manual therapy, uh, taking a look at doing a detox, um, obviously eating a diet that's uh, anti-inflammatory, making sure you're getting enough probiotics and pre-probiotic fiber. These would be the things that I would uh, would go for in terms of uh, seeing if you could uh, uh, release some of the bumps and the congestion that's there. So thank you so much for contacting me and keep in touch.
All right, this is question three. This is from Kathy. And Kathy's asking me a lot of questions, and this is about her cornea. And she says that she's um, gone to a corneal transplant specialist, and he says that the transplant that she had done is losing cell count. So she's wondering if the MSM drops, as I've suggested, will fix this in any way. And do you have any other suggestions? So when we think about the cornea, we think about collagen health. And in collagen health, some things to consider would be, obviously, the B vitamins, especially riboflavin, to make sure you're getting enough Bs in your, in your diet. Hyaluronic acid would be something else that I would consider. Uh, bone broth would be another thing. And really boosting your trace minerals. Uh, now, another thing to consider would be um, your carbohydrate and sugar uh, ingestion. Because uh, what you want to do is you want to reduce the carbs. You want to increase your fats and oils. And uh, you want to make sure you're getting really good probiotics into your body um, on a daily basis. Um, and then you could do a supplementation of MSM, both uh, orally. And I would start with the 5% MSM. I would start both with the eye bath and the eye massage. Um, and I would, you know, use those MSM eye drops four to eight times a day. If they burn, if the MSM drops burn, that's why I'm having you use the lower percentage, then I would do the eye massage um, to reduce the burning. Um, I would do my eye exercises. So the eye exercises actually help improve eye circulation. And I would choose one, the eye exercise program that works with corneal health. This would be things like palming and the end palm hum and, you know, the animal eye chart and the eye stretch and, and eye scan. So doing the eye exercises will help improve the circulation um, from a physiological or a physical level. You might consider color therapy for the eyes. The colors I would use would be a blue-green or a blue color. These can help reduce inflammation. Um, and, you know, looking through the blue or the blue-green um, or the purple colored gels, uh, five minutes of each color, the color therapy can sometimes be very helpful at slowing down deterioration and in some cases uh, changing it. You didn't mention refractive error. If you've got nearsightedness, um, I would wear a reduced prescription. Um, I would also get blue blocking lenses if you're using digital, uh, you know, you dig in digital time. Obviously, your sleep, your endocrine system, you know, there's a connection between our thyroid health, our adrenal health, and our uh, eye health, especially the cornea. If you're under a lot of stress, the sympathetic nervous system tends to overwork and it causes a drying out of the cornea. So perhaps getting some regular acupuncture, craniosacral therapy, going to a functional medicine doctor, assessing your overall health and wellness. You need a lot of support on the collagen area. So if you're losing cell count from this corneal transplant, you've got to find ways to increase collagen 
health. So I hope that's helpful. Uh, thank you so much for the question. All right, question four. This is from, uh, I don't know if I'm saying your name properly, uh, Nursultan, and you're from Kazakhstan. Wow, that's fantastic that you're listening to us. Um, so thank you. You, you. you wrote me and you said that I'm doing a great job on the videos, but what you're really interested is in the iron levels in the body and how that could affect your vision. And this is a great question. Um, and so I, I want to just briefly touch on this. Uh, there was a research paper that was put out, um, and I want to look it up. It's from Experimental Eye Research. It actually goes back to 2010, so it's been out for quite a while. And in this article, uh, the authors are talking about the pathogenesis of iron playing a role with uh, macular degeneration. Because if we have high iron levels, this actually begins to affect the free radical accumulation and the inflammatory reactions that may be occurring in the uh, macula area. And in the macula, we have the superficial surface called retinal pigment epithelium, then we have Brooks membrane, and then the deepest part of that is the choriocapillaris. And in this paper, uh, researchers are suggesting the possibility of high iron levels and how it may actually cause chronic inflammation and free radical accumulation in the retina. They also go on to say that in the lens of the eye, which is an avascular uh, structure, meaning that it, it relies on its nutrient support indirectly, that there also may be some connection between the um, you know, high iron levels and the possibility of developing um, cataracts. And it's the same uh, mechanism where they call it photooxidative damage to the lens of the eye. So the light, uh, if we get too much UV radiation, this can cause um, a possible change in the lens biochemistry, but also um, iron levels. So yes, there is definitely a correlation between uh, iron homeostasis in eye tissues and fluids. Now, one of the tests that I do that, that actually takes a look at um, the trace mineral iron is a hair mineral analysis. And a lot of times what I find is that people have low levels of, of iron, um, and so they're more in an area of anemia, but also um, in this low, high risk of iron and eye health, that even low levels of iron could be uh, a catalyst and one of the indicators of the possibility of cataract formation. So I think there needs to be more research done on the relationship of the trace mineral uh, iron and how it affects eye tissue. But in this particular article, uh, there's no question that iron levels are going to affect uh, our eye health. And so it's something that you want to consider 
And the best thing to do is to get tested by a natural medicine doctor to find out what your trace minerals are, including iron. And then from that, you can, um, you know, alter your diet. You can, um, you know, work with a detoxification program. If you've got too much iron or supplement, changing your diet in terms of getting more iron into your, into your body if you're low iron. But there's definitely a connection. And that was a great question. So thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate it. And I know my listeners will as well. All right, this is my last question today. This is from Judith, and she sent me a a direct message on Facebook. She's saying that she's got flashers when looking into light, and this is occurring after she's had cataract surgery, um, and it led to an infection. This is August 24th. She still cannot read with that eye because she's got a lot of debris and floaters. Why flashers? Is there any chance they will stop? She now has to wear a patch to avoid the constant interruptions of the flashers. Okay, so Judith, first off, I would definitely go back to your surgeon and check in with him or her. I'm assuming you've done that, but that's the first thing you want to do because there may be some complication in the lens, the way it was uh, put in. Uh, You also may have a membrane that's growing over the lens. Sometimes that happens in in a few cases where they can actually do a YAG laser to get rid of the membrane. Um, You also want to have your retina check to make sure you don't have any retinal detachment because if you've got flashers, it could be that you may either have a vitreous detachment and or a retinal detachment and you need to find that out. Okay, so those are things that you must do before you embark on any holistic uh, process. So once you've done those things, then the next phase is to begin a protocol where you're using the 5% MSM eye drops, and I'd like you to use them maybe four to eight times a day um, as a way to see if, you know, you want to reduce any uh, residue of inflammation or trauma. So that would be one thing that I would recommend. Another thing I would recommend would be to get into my eye exercise program, and I would do the one probably for cataracts, even though you don't have cataracts anymore, you're dealing with uh, integrating the cataract, the new lens, um, and you do this through physical therapy, And the the Cataract Eye Clarity Program is a way for you to um, open up the circulation there, reduce the stress, um, and begin to get both eyes working together. Another technique you could use would be uh, color therapy. And this is where, again, you could use, I would use the calming colors like green, blue, Uh, purple. And these are colored gels that you can get. And you wear them for two to five minutes uh, every day. Uh, So that this would be a way to calm your eyes down and reduce some of the the stress that you're obviously under. Um, It also sounds like that you need to boost your nutrients. So making sure you're eating an anti-inflammatory diet, getting enough omega-3 fatty acids, um, uh, 
taking things like vitamin A, lutein, zeaxanthin, vitamin C, vitamin E, quercetin, um, you know, all of these nutrients, I would add taurine to that as well. Uh, so getting a good eye vitamin would probably be very helpful. Taking some glutathione as well. So glutathione sublingual would be another thing I would suggest and recommend. Um, I would make sure you're taking a daily probiotics. This would also be very helpful because it sounds like some of these symptoms could be the fact that you're not getting enough nutrients to your eyes. And finally, some of the ancillary or complementary treatments like acupuncture, craniosacral therapy, can help reduce your stress, improve your circulation. Uh, these would be things that I would be doing to see if you can move past the, the surgical trauma that you're obviously still in. And, you know, when you've had any kind of eye surgery, even something as uh, routine as cataract surgery, it's really important to do physical eye therapy exercises after and get some of this supplemental therapy as a way to boost your immune system, reduce inflammation, and, you know, get your nervous system more in tune. I can't tell you how many patients over the years that I've put on this kind of a protocol after cataract surgery, and they've had similar symptoms. And uh, by doing the eye clarity uh, exercise program and boosting their eye nutrients, uh, they seem to improve quite, quite dramatically. So those would be some things I would try. Uh, keep in touch. And thank you so much for the question. Well, folks, uh, that's all I have time for today. But I want to thank you for tuning in again. And uh, make sure to send your questions to me. And uh, I'll do my best to, uh, to answer them. We're definitely getting a lot of interest, both on so social media, YouTube, and through my website. So I'm very happy to share this information. Uh, pass it forward. If you know anybody who's suffering eye problems, that uh, they want to take a look at a more holistically-minded approach, uh, check it out. Okay, so and until next time, take good care. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.